Welcome to this very special segment of Catholic Focus. I'm Joe Nebuskinski, your host. And right now I have with me Kevin Begata. He is the president and CEO of Real Alternatives. And we're also joined by Senator Judy Ward. She's the chair of the Maternal Child Care Caucus. So thank you for being with me here today on Holy Family Radio. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for having us. Well, you know, this is an important time right now in the history of uh, Pennsylvania and child care and uh, help for pregnant mothers and all those kinds of things. So, Kevin, why don't you tell us, uh, first of all, maybe tell us a little bit about what's going on and what Real Alternatives is, because a lot of our listeners may not be even familiar with Real Alternatives. Sure. Uh, well, real, um, uh, back in uh, 1994, 95, Governor uh, Casey placed money in the budget with the help of uh, uh, at the time House Appropriations Chair uh, uh, Republican Joe Pitts uh, to put money in to provide alternative to abortion services. Um, uh, women had, uh, as you know, women had been choosing uh, abortion and abortions were going through the roof and uh, Pennsylvania was the first state to say, well, what can we do for the citizens of Pennsylvania so they don't have to feel they have to choose abortion. So they put funding into this program uh, to basically fund social service agencies, maternity homes, adoption agencies, and pregnancy support centers who would walk with the woman from the moment of conception through 12 months after birth to help her and empower her to overcome obstacles or stressors that were pushing her towards the abortion decision. And that, that's one of the things that Pennsylvania is proud of, that we were in the forefront of that whole thing, correct? First of its kind. Yeah. First yeah. in the nation. Uh, and then you, your listeners will, will uh, find that uh, we have then helped 17 other states do the same thing. But in 1995, it was very, very uh, revolutionary at the time, which was, uh, uh, you know, very interesting because they had done surveys of women who had had an abortion. And 83% of the women they had surveyed who had had an abortion told the surveyors that if one person would have helped them during the unexpected pregnancy, they wouldn't have had the abortion. And I can tell you that study was done by Dr. Reardon of the Elliott Institute, and I know it very much influenced uh, the Casey administration as well as the uh, uh, pro-life movement uh, uh, to create this program, and uh, that's how it got started, and that's what the dictates of the programs were, was to just provide that other choice, whether it be supporting the, the childbirth and parenting decision or supporting the adoption decision. And Real Alternatives basically is the, the organization that uses that money from the state and then disseminates that out to the pregnancy centers. Yes. Right? So obviously as, a, as an appropriation, it has to pass the House and the Senate. Uh, and then the governor has to sign the appropriation bill, and then uh, we're, we're listed in, in the fiscal code as a program. And then the Department of Public Welfare, now known as the Department of Human Services, contracts with real alternatives. And we're charged to be the statewide administer of this program. And what we then do is have relationship with the social services, every Catholic charities in the state, pregnancy support centers, 14 maternity homes. Uh, and, and adoption agencies. How many different agencies and centers do you work with? Yeah, there's 83, uh, 83 um, uh, centers uh, throughout the Commonwealth. Uh, about 48% of them are, are social service agencies like Catholic Charities. 38% are pregnancy centers. And another 15% are maternity homes. 
uh, throughout the state. And when it comes to the uh, maternity centers, uh, how much of their funding actually is dependent upon this, these funds? So uh, a lot of the, you know, uh, a lot of the funds, you know, from the $7.263 million program, well over $5.5 million, goes to the centers for the work that they do. They, they provide the services. They send us bills. We compile the bills monthly, get reimbursed from the state, and then provide those services back. And then, of course, Real Alternatives also does the you know, uh, statewide advertising. So women know there is another choice, another (laughs) alternative, uh, and we're here to help empower. And, you know, your listeners need to know that this unbelievable program has served 350,000 women over the last uh, 27 and a half years. And, uh, you know, Joe, the state early on wanted to make sure that the women were being cared for and they required us in our uh, forms that the clients sign when they when they come in for service, and by by the way, it's 1.9 million visits have occurred. They are asked uh, on, in a sheet if you have any concerns or complaints about any any of the services you received at this center. Uh, please call Real Alternatives, and I'm very proud to say, at 1.9 million visits, 350,000 women, nobody has ever ever called us. If anything, they thank us. And it has become a model for other states, like you were saying, right? Yeah, this is this happened here in Pennsylvania, and now it's gone out to other states, right? Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, pro-choice Democratic Governor Ed Rendell, uh, his um, Secretary of Department of Public Welfare, uh, Estelle Richmond, wrote an unbelievable letter of recommendation for us, which we have on our website, by the way, uh, for us to uh, roll out the uh, – Texas program, which we did in 2005. We ran the Michigan program uh, in uh, 2014, and we currently also run the Indiana program since 2015. And we've helped, like I said, 12 other states do different versions, but start funding their social service agencies, their Catholic charities, their pregnancy centers, and their maternity homes. So you provide them resources so they can do great work. It's not a unique concept. The state of Pennsylvania did the exact same thing with rape crisis centers and domestic violence centers. These are not medical facilities. They don't provide medical services. They are social services. This is the soft science, mm-hmm. not the hard science of medicine. And what they do is they uniquely serve uh, at the time, you know, the, the woman in the domestic violence situation or the, or the rape situation. And what does what do we do in our centers? We're serving the woman uniquely experiencing the unexpected pregnancy because they're usually alone, as the surveys continue to say, by the way. And that's one of the things that a lot of times, uh, those of us that are pro-life, many times we're, kind, we're accused of only caring about the birth and not what happens after the birth. And I know that a lot of these centers help women and the babies after the child is born, too. Yeah, just, just look at the program requirements that the legislature established in the fiscal code you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Judy, you can only be pregnant for nine months, but here we are serving 12 months later, and Judy will explain that in the fiscal code, they're pushing to extend that to 24 months. So we're actually going to spend most of the time with the woman supporting that childbirth choice for 12 to 24 months, uh, and uh, that's a wonderful thing. That's what we should do. That brings us up to where we're at today, though, right? So now, now why don't you tell us? Yeah, you know, we we, why we, brought we, you on. we found <laughs> out we found out uh, um, not last Thursday, the Thursday, Thursday before about ago. ten days ago, uh, in a uh, uh, eight o'clock in the evening press release 
that Governor uh, Shapiro's administration has has planned to no longer renew our contract uh, at the end of December. And that was a shock for us. Um, you know, I, I've, your listeners need to know that, you know, pro-choice people have always liked this program because if sh- the woman decides not to have an abortion, this is the program that was established to support that decision. Like I said, 350,000 women, 1.9 million times to provide that support and empower her so she can work through and overcome the challenges in her life. Amazing. So what were you going, you were going to add something, Senator? Yeah. So our the Republican Senate, we have a Senate uh, Republican majority in our Pennsylvania Senate, and we thought this was still part of the budget negotiations. We thought it was still on the table. Um, and then we come to find out that um, Governor Shapiro is celebrating this with Planned Parenthood and other pro-choice groups. And it was a shock to all of us because there was, you know, we we thought that was still on the table. And, and we're fortunate in the Pennsylvania Senate that we have our leadership is very pro-life. And earlier that morning, our appropriations chair, um, Senator Scott Martin, had been with some of um, the folks negotiating the budget for Governor Shapiro. And he said, you all should go to see this program. You should, we'll get you in to see the program. It's impressive. And um, it came out of the blue. So, and I think this is a trend around the country. Other Democratic governors are doing or trying to do this. And I, I just, for the life of me, can't understand why you would ax a program that is so supportive to women and so good for, I mean, return on investment here is is unbelievable. According to the CDC calculations, this program has saved the Commonwealth $247 million in health care costs because these real alternative clients receive, they are encouraged to get good prenatal care. And so the return on the investment is amazing. This is something we should be promoting. We should be, um, this is better maternal child health care. I mean, this is it. And so to, to cut a program like this is really devastating. In addition to, I mean, economically, you know, a lot of the, the jobs that will be lost and a lot of good people that that might be out of work. So, um, you know, good counselors and, and all of that. But we were hoping to move it to 24 months after the child is born. Um, you know, we're hoping we're hoping that, you know, Governor and Shapiro does reconsider. This, this came as a surprise also, correct? Oh, I mean, a shock. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't you didn't have any idea that this was coming down the road. And, and this was part of a part of a way to, to balance the budget. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, during the budget, he's, mm-hmm. you know, we want this, you know, these are our priorities, these are your priorities. This was a priority for us. And um, we got the rug pulled out from underneath mm-hmm. us, most mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. And and so, I guess, uh, there are so many details that, uh, you know, behind the scenes that I think we, I think our listeners are going to need to understand, uh, not only that, but, 
you know, what happened and then what we can do. Because it, it isn't a finished, like this isn't a, a finished thing yet, right? So we still have time, um, according to what I understand, there's still months of, I guess, a, I don't want to say the word fight, but I guess a, a challenge that we have in the next couple of months, right? So it's a matter of getting out and uh, maybe letting all of our uh, political leaders know what our opinion is on this subject. So yeah. I think maybe... Uh, what we'll do is I think we're going to take a quick break right now. We'll come back and we'll dive a little bit further into this and we'll try, try to see what else our listeners can do so that we can maybe reverse this decision. Because this decision is not in stone yet, right? No. So we, we still have some time to to uh, work on it, right? So we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for listening to Holy Family Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back to this segment of Catholic Focus. I'm your host, Joan Ebistinsky. I am joined by Kevin Bagata, and he is the president and CEO of Real Alternatives. And we're also honored to be joined by Senator Judy Ward. She's the chair of the Maternal Child Care Caucus. So thank you for being with us again for this segment. Ke- uh, Kevin, why don't you start us off? Sure. We left off. Uh, you know, reading the, the governor's press release, from my, my first thought was, he is unfortunately very misinformed about the need for our program and the good and the success it has done over the years. You know, we served 13,500 women last year. Uh, uh, 350 counselors are, are throughout the Commonwealth at this time working and helping women uh, uh, during uh, an unexpected pregnancy and then also providing parenting education and support and building that, that mentoring close relationship so they make sure, as Judy was saying, they get to their prenatal care. They get to their well baby checkups. And that's why those health comes are great because that's what social service organizations and programs do. It's called wraparound services. They help mentor the, 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 the young woman and help her through this obstacle, making sure she's hitting all their healthy outcomes. Um, I, I would invite the governor to come to one of our centers and see what we do. Come to one of our maternity homes. See what the Catholic charities are doing in the inner city. Uh, this will have a terrible, terrible impact on uh, minority clients. Uh, almost half our clients are, are minority clients in inner cities. This is something uh, that they rely on for help. So I, I would invite the governor to, to please come in and, and, and see for yourself what we do. Uh, clearly in my mind, he, you know, the people whispering in his ear are, are, are either Planned Parenthood, Women's Law Project, you know, who, who, who else knows? Uh, they've been, they've been uh, throwing false accusations on this program. I would say, by the way, only for about the last eight years, we would get referrals from Planned Parenthood to our network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is a change. This has been a change that has occurred. And like I said, pro-choice people that that you you speak to and explain what the program is, their first first response was, well, look, I don't agree with you on the legality of abortion, but I'm glad your program exists. 
to mm-hmm. help these women. Right. And uh, uh, that that's that's the irony of this decision. Yes. He's okay. taking yes. away a choice. choice. <laughs> this is choice. That's right. And that's the thing, you know, when right before our break, uh, Senator Ward talked about the economic impact, which I hadn't even thought of before, but that that is really a mind-blowing idea when you think about the economic uh, impact that this yes. would have, right? Yes. And, and the other economic impact this has for young women is, you know, these centers help them be successful. They help them with career plan. What is it that you want to do? Well, I want to finish school. We can find you child care. We can help you with that. We can get you there. You know, we can, we can, we can work on this. So these young women don't have, you know, they don't have to give up their dreams. They can, they can go on and, and do whatever they want to do. So this is helping young women be independent and be, give them hope for a future. And the other thing I think that isn't brought up and people forget about is these centers include the dads. They include the fathers. And so this is really very healthy family um, values, very healthy families that are they're being grounded and started right there in these centers. So, I mean, really, let's think about this. Every couple should have this kind of support. This should be for everyone, right? You go in, you, uh, what are, what are your needs? What do you need? What can we do? What can we help you with? You know, how can we help you as individuals and families be successful? That what is wrong with that? That is, it's so apple pie and vanilla ice cream. It's, you know, Judy, it's interesting you bring this up. When we originally started the program, the program was focused only on economically disadvantaged women Mm -hmm. in an unplanned pregnancy. And the House and the Senate changed that and say, we want all women to be able to receive this support, encouragement, and, and to have somebody walk with you through whatever stresses and obstacles that are coming in your way to empower you. You know, I ask your listeners, you know, if you think of a time when you were in a situation where it was a crisis to you, not to me, not to anybody else, but to you, you felt a crisis. You recall how you got through it. It was with another person. And in fact, you know, the idea of hope is that desire that some outside force or person will help change the circumstances you yourself find yourself in and you can't change. And that's what this program does. That's what the 350 counselors do. They provide hope to these women as a relief to help them. It really is a beautiful program of love that should be celebrated, certainly not canceled. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I I guess... My question is going to be then, what can our listeners do? Well, I I know the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation, the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, the Pennsylvania Family Institute, uh, you know, they they all have uh, uh, websites that that your listeners to go to. Uh, PAProLife.org, I know, is one where you can let your legislator know how you feel about this program and, and the governor's decision. Um, and then obviously I, you know, I, I invite the governor to come out to see our centers, uh, uh, to, to, you know, he's an attorney, facts matter. Uh, governor, please come on out and, and see our centers and, and you can meet these 
these counselors and these women who are doing dynamic work to help women uh, in need. Senator, what are you doing on the inside, as it were? Yeah, so we're going to continue to work on this and, and push for, you know, this program because it is so important. And it's it's just interesting to me that, you know, the other side's always saying that we don't help, you know, we don't help minorities. We don't help people that are down on their luck. You know, we want to cut people off. This is a program that is exactly exactly that, helping people. So we're going to continue to push forward. I do think people need to call their legislators, um, remind them that this is an important program to them. I know when I'm voting on something, and this won't be a budget, it would be into the budget, but but when if there's a big issue out there, I ask my staff, tell me what kind of you know, traffic we've had on this or that issue, and they can they can tell me. So, um, t- legislators, governor's office, um, and as yep. Kevin mentioned earlier, what's the timeline on this? Well, uh, according to the press release, uh, uh, he the contract will expire December thirty first. So we have uh, four months, and and you know, we've got a little bit of leverage here with the budget. Um, there's some code bills, some ways that we might be able to incorporate um, some things. So um, the next month or so should be interesting. And I guess is this uh, a, is this an issue that's right now uh, divided by the aisle between the the, the Republicans and the Democrats? Is it absolutely, absolutely it is. Um, and and. <laughs> Sadly, there's only um, the pro-life Democrats. Uh, there's only really one, I can, two, two that I can think of. They're they're like unicorns. I mean, <laughs> they're like unicorns. I um, and God bless them because they they have a lot of. It's not easy for them. It's not mm-hmm. easy for. It's easy for me to be a pro-life Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not easy for them to be pro-life Democrats. Mm-hmm. So. The, the programs that I know that the, one of the things that I really think are amazing that I didn't know that did, but the support to the dads also these that these pregnancy centers offer. I had no idea that that was that was part of it. They're trying to expand that also. I know uh, the people at uh, Morningstar was, were telling me about that. I mean, those kinds of things. And if this is an issue that don't, that doesn't affect you particularly, a lot of times it's out of your sight, out of mind. But this is a social issue that we really have to keep on the forefront, correct? Mm-hmm. Particularly from a Catholic perspective. Per, per, yeah. Per, and, and Judy uh, re- really brought up a good point. You know, this is about keeping families together mm-hmm. and creating families. Mm-hmm. I tell the story, you know, 18 months ago I was at the local pizza shop near Real Alternatives. And uh, the guy across the counter uh, asked me what I did, and I said, "Well, I work for this company that funds pregnancy centers and 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 Catholic charities to help women, so they don't have to have an abortion." And as he's doing that, this young man passes me the slice, and he, the guy who I was talking to, said, "Oh, I know about that. I my my wife and I went to Morningstar." We needed help with him. Uh-huh. And that was the young man that just gave uh-huh. me the pizza. Uh-huh. Really? So this is about lives. Yeah. This isn't just a program. It's about, we're talking about women's lives and babies. Amazing. I'm, that, that, that's a true life story right there about, I mean, yes. 
how this affects our, yeah, it was our such a blessing, yeah. such a blessing to, and I and I went back to the staff and said, "You're not going to believe what just <laughs> happened." So, I, Joe, I would just say, you know, six governors have accepted and increased funding of this program, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, you know, the House and the Senate in in the budget actually increased this the funding for this program two million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, I I think again, I my hope is that uh, uh, you know, as facts come out about the authenticity of the support that we, we provide and how women so very much are thankful for what the great citizens do. You know, this is the program where the citizens are helping other citizens mm-hmm. in an unexpected pregnancy. Okay. They're actually doing it. Yeah. Senator, we're going to have, we're going to run out of time here in about a minute. Uh, can I have a couple of quick closing thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I just, this is everything that's good and pure and, and, you know, blessed. I mean, really, the program, we're so lucky to have it. We've, you know, it, it makes me, um, makes my heart heavy that we are looking at this program and possibly thinking about cutting it. So um, I'm going to work very hard on my end. I know Kevin's been working very, very hard on his end. Um, and, and we've got our pro-life uh, leadership that is really at the tip of the spear. Well, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you being here with us. We're going to run out of time. We'll have to have you back again. We'll have to have an update. Uh, Kevin Bagata, the president and CEO of Real Alternatives, and Senator Judy Ward, who's the chair of the Maternal Child Care Caucus. Thank you for being for with us here on Holy Family Radio. Thank we'll you. We'll have you back again. Joe, soon. thanks for covering Thanks us. so much.